0: welcome to the wealth studying podcast this is episode 363 today is march 31st 2022 i'm your host john Pugliano. i'm also the founder money manager and investablewealth.com well today just want to do a really quick episode about all the chatter from the talking heads and the pundits they're all worried about the inverted yield curve we've talked about this many times in the past And for now, just like most things that everybody chatters about, I'm not even remotely concerned at this point. And the reason I don't have any concern at this point is that, again, you're being told a half-truth. It is true that many recessions and major downturns in the economy occur after there's an inverted yield curve. So I'm not disputing the fact that there isn't a correlation there. In fact, it is one of the things I track. But just because recessions follow inverted yield curves, it doesn't mean that they follow every inverted yield curve. Thus, the title of today's episode, Inverted Yield Curves Predicted Nine of the Last Two Recessions. Now, I'm being facetious here as I am with many of the things I say. I do it to illustrate a point, to maybe interject a little humor, and I say I'm being facetious because I know there's somebody out there that's going to say, now, John, they, they really didn't predict nine of the last two. It was, it was more like seven and a half of the last three. Listen, I don't know what the number was exactly, but I'm telling you, not every incidence of an inverted yield curve is followed by a recession, and you don't have to go back any farther than 2018 to see that. In fact, you should go back and read my blogs from them and listen to the old podcasts. It was the same scare tactic From the media pumping up the fact that there was an inverted yield curve and that absolutely meant that we were headed to a recession. Well, it didn't happen. In fact, as we got into the end of 2018, when the yield curves were steeply inverted and most of the pundits were saying it was going to get a lot worse because of all the interest rate hikes that the Federal Reserve had proposed for 2019, well, what happened? As we got into 2019, the economy started slowing down long before we ever got to recession, and the Federal Reserve walked back their previous comments. They did not raise interest rates one single time in 2019, even though their dot plot from 2018 would have said otherwise. And in fact, we know what happened as we got through 2019 and into 2020. The pandemic hit, and not only did the Federal Reserve not raise interest rates, they took them nearly to zero. In fact it's only been in the last couple weeks that they recently had a 25 basis point increase in rates and before that we hadn't had a rate increase all the way back to 2018. So inverted yield curves in and of themselves don't always mean we're headed to a recession and just because the Federal Reserve says they're going to do something it doesn't always mean they're going to do it. Let's look at this situation from a real politics standpoint. The chairman of the Federal Reserve was just recently reappointed to a new term by the sitting president. The sitting president and his administration has just put, I don't remember the number, three or four voting members into the Federal Reserve. And in general, I would say there's a majority, if not a strong majority, of Federal Reserve current members that could be classified as maybe fellow travelers with the current administration. And so just taking a really cynical look at all this, and knowing that there is a very important midterm election coming up, if you're Joe Biden, are you going to try and go into this November election with a failing economy and an economy that's either in or on the brink of a recession? And don't you think his friends at the Federal Reserve, in banking, in the media, at the universities, and at all the other institutions and organizations, and especially with the CEOs at the crony capitalist corporations. Do you think they're all not going to do their share to kick the can down the road and keep this economy moving until at least we get into the first week in November? But I digress. As far as the inverted yield curve goes, yes, it's something you want to watch, but we're fine for now in my estimation. And just think of it this way. As far as the inverted yield curve, the reason that this creates a problem and generally puts the economy in recession or at least slows down the economy is because if interest rates are extremely high on the front end or over the short term then banks which make their money over the long term right because they're loaning money out say at 30-year mortgages well banks are going to be less interested to have to pay you in your savings account a three or a four or five percent interest rate if they have to turn around and loan out 30-year mortgages at rates lower than those short-term rates. So the inverted yield curve pulls money out of the system by restricting banks from lending, or at least takes out the incentive that they would normally have for it. But that's not where we're at right now. I'm sure that your savings account, or if you have a special CD that's been incentivized, I doubt very much that it's paying more than, maybe at best, one and a quarter or so percent on on one of these preferred CDs. And certainly in your regular old run-of-the-mill checking account, you're probably still getting next to zero. But look at the bank's 30-year mortgages. They're up either at 5% or approaching 5%. So there's still a big differential there for the banks to be able to make money. And it gets even better than that because of the magic of the fractional banking system. And I'm not going to go into all that right now, but a lot of you know what that is and you're always complaining about it and how it leads to inflation and all the negative aspects of it. But rather than complaining about the Federal Reserve or complaining about the bankers, I choose to increase my own net worth by profiting along with them. I personally remain invested in banks. Some of the banks have pulled really far back. And so I see that as an opportunity because overall, I think most of these are fundamentally sound companies and that the glitches in the economy are going to work themselves out and the yield curve is going to steepen in favor of long-term lending And since the consumer wants to continue to spend, the banks will be more than willing to loan money out and they'll either do that in terms of new applications or the big trend that's picking up right now since refinancing has gone down, the banks are really pushing cashing out using home equity loans. So I see the banks coming out of this long term as winners one way or the other. And so if you follow me, you know that I own and have owned for quite a while now bank ETFs like KBE, which focuses primarily on the large money center type banks, and then I also own KRE, which focuses on the smaller regional banks, and then individually I own companies like Capital One, J.P. Morgan, Signature Bank, and Silvergate. Incidentally, won't go into it in this episode, but for all you guys that think that I hate crypto, you might want to look into those last two banks that I just mentioned. And one other thing I'll add about the inverted yield curve, look at them, study them, and you'll see that even on those occasions when inverted yield curves do lead to a recession, it doesn't happen instantaneously. It can take three to six or more months, and on average, the S&P 500 goes up significantly all the way up until that recession hits. So hey, just my opinion, take it for what it's worth, as always, until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.